Unity Water is proud to sponsor this podcast series because we believe great news, great solutions and great outcomes deserve to be shared. See what we're all about at unitywater.com. You're listening to the Australian Water Association's podcast series. I'm Hazel Flynn and joining me now are Andrew Watson, Technical Director at Becker, and Noel Roberts, Technical Manager at Water New Zealand, talking about a water safety incident that happened in New Zealand in August 2016. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So Noel, one of the great fears of anyone responsible for the safe supply of drinking water did come to pass in New Zealand in 2016. What happened? Uh, it was a result of a flood event and the uh, two paddocks drained into a pond which was um, known by one entity to be attached to an aquifer and by another not to be. The water supplier didn't know there was a connection there. Um, within 26 hours that water made it to the, through the aquifer into a bore pump. Uh, there was no levels of treatment on that bore pump and then so that level of contamination went through into um, Havelock North which is a, a small um, township of the Hastings District Council. There's about 14,000 people there. Uh, resulted in 6,000 people beginning, coming down with gastro illness out of 14, a town of 14,000, so it's quite a high ratio. Uh, ended up with 45 people being hospitalised, three, possibly four deaths, and a number of people that have still not been able to return back to work even now. Extremely serious event. Yes, it's, it's New Zealand's biggest event by far. The New Zealand government did act very quickly. They were very keen to find out what had happened, and they set up an inquiry into the incident the very next month. So what was the scope of the inquiry and what did it find? Well, they broke the scope into two stages. So the first stage was about what was the root cause, how well was the event managed, and what should have been known about the event before it even occurred, or yeah, the knowledge there. Um, so what they found there, there was no individuals to found wanting as such, but three entities, three organisations certainly were. Uh, the regional councils were held wanting because they are the guardians of the source waters. So they actually, um, their knowledge of the groundwater that wasn't passed on and that there were some risks there that, that hadn't been managed. The district council who are the water supplier for the Havelock North region, they had no barriers of, of treatment, their, their standards of care were found wanting. And the uh, drinking water assessors who are part of the district health boards which were attached to the Ministry of Health, or working on behalf of the Ministry of Health, they were found to have a two hands off approach and how they managed the event. So that was stage one. And uh, that was quite a long process, but not too involved. Stage two was the very good curly questions. That's where they came out. And that, the, that was going, what's the systemic issues um, nationally, that why that event occurred, and what recommendations would be out there to try and prevent another sort of event happening. Because one of the things the inquiry looked at was how quickly the population was informed, didn't it? That was part of the emergency management, and there was Oh, it was about 26 different um, topics they talked about different times um, for stage one and one of them was um, what notifications went out, how it went about. Uh, if you look at uh, Facebook, I think they for this 80,000 people in the Hastings District Council and from memory was well over um, that number of hits in the first Facebook in the first day. It was in the, uh, it hit the national news that night, it was in radio, but uh, that they um, they were given a bit of a hard, a hard time for not going out door knocking and not doing letter drops and not driving around with um, vehicles with speakers notifying people as well. So, yeah. Because of course, you know, every hour that passes means that more people drink the water, doesn't it? 
street. And even with all that notification, even uh, a few weeks down the track, there was still only, I think, 80% of the region ever got into um, boiling their water. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. Mm. So even all those that, that knew still chose not to. So, so arguably, you know, some of the effects were to do with, um, you know, behavioural uh, lack of <laughs> awareness or lack of action from, on behalf of the consumers. Correct, that's part of it. And then on the other extreme, I'm also aware of people that still boil their water now. I'm also others that are boiling their water that are, are hundreds of kilometres away, that just no longer trust water supply. So it's a, there's all sorts of extremes out there. Very interesting. And the inquiry did produce 51 recommendations, of which 19 were considered urgent. Andrew, what were some of the most significant? Probably the, um, I'm going to talk about five of those 51 recommendations, Hazel. The first one was um, a recommend, and I'm going to jumble up the urgent and non-urgent ones, but um, was to um, basically, it, the inquiry recommended the government that dedicated water supply entities were formed. So we've currently got 67 water suppliers in New Zealand, and the, they were convinced that the evidence showed that with, sm with a smaller number of entities, that um, the, they would be more um, able to provide leadership, have the technical depth and capability to carry out the task of water supply. Um, so that recommendation has, has become part of a separate exercise the government embarked on starting in mid-2017, which is called the Three Waters Review. And the Three Waters Review is about looking at um, a number of systemic issues in local government about water wastewater and stormwater and that review was triggered by both the Havelock North event and a number of other events in New Zealand not related to drinking water but around wastewater and stormwater. So that, that um, a cabinet paper was released last week by the Minister of Local Government and that talked about the steps they're taking along this track to get this sorted and that's going to end. The Minister is taking a paper back to cabinet in October um, which will include, hopefully, a recommendation about what, where this will land in terms of the number of uh, entities in New Zealand. The second one that the Three Waters uh, Review is considering is the um, single national regulator. So we currently have district health boards, we've got 22 district health boards, and they have what are called drinking water assessors who carry out the task of drinking water regulation. They have other roles as well and they're not dedicated to that um, task. And I and guess looking from the outside it does seem a little surprising that that hasn't existed until now. Yeah, so the, the inquiry strongly recommended there be a single national regulator and that's another thing that's been part of the Three Waters Review. Um, the other three that I'd like to talk about are um, mandating treat. well sorry the first one is removing a, a category of water that's called secure bore, bore water. So that's a water from the ground that is very old and considered safe without treatment. So that's a, a, a concept that's part of our drinking water standards, been there since 1995. Um, and they, they decided that that concept was flawed and they recommended it be abolished. Um, the second one is around mandating treatment so that every water supplier has to treat their water to meet the standards and comply with the standards. And the third one is mandating a chlorine residual so that as the water goes out into the into the reticulation network it's got chlorine in it that continues to the far extremes of the network. 
And the experts who contributed to the inquiry, were they quite satisfied with those findings and those recommendations? Yeah, I think so. Um, I guess not everyone was happy, but it, we're, we're, what we're doing at the moment is we're waiting for the government's response on those, on those um, recommendations that aren't covered by the Three Waters Review, and we've been waiting since February for the government to decide to respond on those, and, that, and that's causing a bit of, I suppose, angst or, you know, people just don't know what to do. Now, from the outside world, it looks a bit like radio silence is going on, yeah. Also, what's going out there is for the, for the Three Waters Review is they're, they're considering whether that national regulator should include wastewater yes. or wastewater and stormwater, mm -hmm. which does expand the scope as well. So has there been a, a time frame given for the Three Waters Review? Yeah, as I said, they're taking a... The Minister hopes to take a, a paper back to Cabinet in October. Hopes to? Yeah, okay. or plans to, plans I should, to, I should I say. <laughs> That's a little bit firmer. Yeah. And, and so how much progress has been made on some of the other recommendations? They, they're all caught up in this, in this government's response. The other bit of context I talked about in the presentation yesterday was the fact that we have a new government that came in in September. It's a coalition government. And so um, political processes take longer in a coalition arrangement because everybody's got to be satisfied and there have to be trade-offs made, and so that's, that's a complicating factor. So it is difficult, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, New Zealand is a small country and that was a big event, so it must have had, no pun intended, ripples throughout the whole of the country. As you say, people far, far and wide had their confidence affected. What other sort of, uh, you know, flow-on effects have you seen? There's been a lot of international attention, so I'd, I'd put it up there as a, as a global event as opposed to a, a New Zealand national event, mm -hmm. as far as attention goes. Um, there has been a number of water supplies that have reassessed with their level of risk, level of security. There's been a number of water supplies that in the past uh, were groundwater non-chlorinated supplies that are now treatment. Uh, there are a number of water supplies where they're, they're bores risks, that they, like they get turbidity events during um, certain ground conditions or rain events in their groundwater. They've now changed to put treatment on those. Uh, there's the some towns that have uh, decommissioned bores and, and expanded networks onto um, proper surface water treatment sorts. So There's, actually yeah. quite a lot has happened. Yes, yeah, so I think I think even though the regulatory thing's taking a while to get into into place, a lot of um, responsible water suppliers are acting in anticipation of the inquiry's recommendations. How likely then is it that something like this might happen again? Ooh. Ooh. The, Hastings District Council is one, prior to the event was one of the more um, engaged water utilities, if you like, for the sector, um, and even they still are now. I'm saying that um, they were not on the radar for carrying a, a lot of risk, whereas a number of water, other water suppliers certainly are. Um, some of those um, you know, were key that you said before about responsible water supplies. There are a number that are waiting to be mandated before they take any action. There's still belief out there that groundwater is secure, our water is the purest. So it's, it's, it's a myth that's um, it was an e education for public that needs to go on as to actually there are risks out there. Indeed. Well, um, we hope that the uh, inquiry comes down soon and in the right way and that all of those risks get uh, taken care of, I guess. Thank you for coming in and talking with us today. Thanks, Hazel. Yeah. And that was Andrew Watson, Technical Director at Becker, and Noel Roberts, Technical Manager at Water New Zealand. Thanks for joining us.